Welcome to Legends of Podcasting. In this episode, we're going to be talking about all the news that's going on in the DC Comics world at the moment. Lots of things going on, lots of shakeups. So let's get into this. So joining me in the Wave Rider, as usual this week, is... Your humble captain, Rob. And no one else other than me, Liam. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks like Stuart and Ross aren't able to uh, to join us um, these these week. people are social lives. These people are social lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's let's get into the news. So we'll start off with there's a there is a bunch of different things going on, but we've got DC Comics is doing some layoffs and restructuring at the moment. So they're doing a bunch of changes here and. Uh, if I just look at the um, comic book resource uh, article here for it. it says DC is reporting laying off seven employees as part of a restructuring designed to put a greater focus on publishing. The company will also reorganize into three areas focusing, focusing on editorial production and manufacturing and the newly formed public, uh, publishing support services. So, um, so they are doing some big restructuring here. So it's, <clears throat> Have, have... I, I understand it's part of Warner Brothers. Is uh, they've been restructuring since before Christmas of last year, and it's this has hit everyone and Warner Brothers, I think. And obviously now DC Comics are feeling the, the brunt as well. Um, I'm not sure what's led to this. I don't know if the article re- references why WB have suddenly gone down the uh, the, the, the restructuring channel. So. Yeah, it's. Um, I I know that lots of. Um... Lots of companies I know uh, over here, like um, I know a bunch of people who work for different um, TV networks and they're over here and they've all experienced similar things in the, over the last couple of years where all of them are doing constant restructuring um, and there's layoffs, restructuring, everything's changing around. It seems to be the sign of the times at the moment. You know, it's a lot of restructuring and people ended up having to do more work than they used to do. Um, apparently that's what modern companies do. Um, but was now this is specifically to do with in the comic book section though. So this is nothing to do with the uh, with the movies um, at the moment. This is purely on the comics. And my maybe you know uh, different here, but my understanding was I thought that DC were actually doing pretty good when it came to comic sales. They're doing all right. I mean, uh, comic sales have been taking a knock across the board for the last couple of years, um, due to a number of a number of reasons. Just related to people not not buying the comics anymore, um, dissatisfaction among its user base with the current content of comics, um, and all that kind of stuff that's going on. Um, but DC is certainly doing stronger than Marvel have been. But um, maybe this is just a way of tightening all. The- Obviously, you know, the last time they. Had- problem like this they just announced new 52 and restructured everything so it, it could be that they just uh the, you know the they, the people they brought in with that run of um of, of left and they're trying to think of a new event they can do to put it all back together again maybe yeah maybe i mean they and they did also launch their um black label line um as well uh relatively recently but um from what i understand that like that's had a bunch of delays uh, in general with it so, I mean, but delays aren't necessarily uncommon with um uh, oh with god do you remember the, the last time dc tried to launch a, a, a program where they got star artists and uh writers together to do sort of these special one-off books it was called the all-star line and mm-hmm. they had batman 
um, Frank Miller and Jim Lee, which was going to be the the flagship for this title. And then um, Frank Miller went crazy, and Jim Lee was really late on the pencils because he was too busy being a VP for DC. So it just crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's um, the same as big uh, lifts. Who were the big? Um, there was someone big that was actually getting laid off. Well, in they, this they, there was a rumour going round that uh, it was going to be co-publishers Dan Dio and Jim Lee that were going to be on the chopping block uh, recently. Because uh, uh, this, this rumour sort of comes from the fact that the uh, most of the 7%, mo- sorry, the seven employees, most of them are going to come from the VP level of DC. Yeah. So, of course, everyone was going, oh, it's Jim Lee, it's Dan Dio. And it's like, well, given that uh, they've been presiding over some of the most successful sort of franchise boons of the DC comics, sort of New 52 and Rebirth, the last couple of years... Can't really see them being being let go, but it's it'd be worrying if they are because Jim Lee's quite a popular figure among geeks and, and nerds everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it would be strange um, uh, to let them go. But um, so we'll see. So that is just purely speculation at this point. Yeah, I've, I've been looking up some sources. As far as I can see, that's just uh, someone speculating it could be them, and that someone's taken that article and run with it as, as quote unquote fake news. So. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, there's, there's nothing more been announced other than the fact that we've got these seven employees being let go from the company and and the quote unquote restructuring going on. So, okay. So, um, so let's talk like with regards to other change. First, you do have things. So, you want to take the lead on that one there? Sorry, you cut out briefly there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, there's uh, also been some uh, some news on the movie side of things um, with DC. Do you want to take the lead with that? Oh, I presume you're referring to the uh, the recent sort of blow up in the in the media that um, Ben Affleck's going to be out as Batman. Um, yes. In future Justice movies, or potentially just for the solo film, I honestly can't get a handle on what's what he's been let go of and what's not happening. So the uh, as far as I can tell, the Matt Reeves Batman solo project is pushing ahead. Um, but with a completely different story to what we originally thought, mm-hmm. and he's no longer going to have Ben Affleck as Batman, and Ben Affleck's out for this project. Now, is it definitely so. confirmed that Affleck as for, for playing Batman? Because from when I, I read that story when it was released, it, you could read it in the way that it was only saying that he's not directing it, that he's officially stepped down from directing, and there is another director, another story, um, so we're getting another person's vision of Batman, it didn't necessarily say like Ben Affleck wasn't necessarily saying, Hey, I'm not playing Batman. It's just, this isn't my vision. Has there been more? I'm not sure because there's far every, everywhere you go, every site, you site you look at is running with the whole, Oh, Batman's Ben Affleck's out or who could, who could replace Ben Affleck as the next Batman. And the, the, the initial news article I read was that he wasn't playing Ben. Ben wasn't playing Batman in the solo Batman movie that's coming out in a couple of years time. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I have seen that lots of people are, are running with that. I mean, we have had similar stories that went out that Superman, you know, that um, Cavill was, was officially no longer. Oh, sorry, I keep cutting out this. This is for Smeal. Hello? I love Ben Affleck as Batman. You know, I thought he was, he did a fantastic job. Um, it's his version of Batman is, um, 
the closest, uh, his and Zack Snyder's version of Batman is the closest uh, to the comics that we've had on screen. Uh, I'm, you know, I, he's not my, my favorite Batman, but he did a good job in what he was in. I, as you know, I'm not a fan of the Snyder movies, um, but you know, the, the tone they take isn't the right tone, I think, for Justice League, but we'll see. Um, I, the, I liked what they did with him in the Batman film, apart from Batman v Superman, which I thought was awful. <laughs> well, Batman v Superman, the, the ultimate cut, you know, I still think is, that is, is much better. The theatrical cut, it's, it's not worth seeing. Like, uh, I know we've had this discussion a lot of time, and anyone listening to this podcast that right now is kind of like, oh, we've heard the arguments over Batman v Superman before, but, um, yeah, watching the theatrical cut at the end of that was just really disappointed at the end of that movie. Yeah. Watching the ultimate cut of it, it's like this was so much better to add some more context, actually give some motivation behind um, behind what's going on and have some real character development. Why that stuff all had to be cut out just so they could get it down to a stupid runtime was, uh, was ridiculous. But, um, you know, at least we have that cut um, available so we can watch that one. It's just a shame that that well, wasn't the theatrical one. Regardless of how we all feel about the, the current slew of DC Universe movies, I think the fact that they're sort of cut off to Shazam and going in a different direction might be a, a good sort of... I know Stuart's unhappy with it, but I'm, I'm sort of like, well, yes, well, okay, cut your losses and, and go, go where you're going to go with it, see what's going to happen. But um, well, yeah, that I... being said... I mean... Go on. So, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> oh no! I was just going to say, um, like, just agreeing with you, really. That before that, really, I think that DC should be focusing on the standalone movies. Like, the, can they have great characters? They don't need to be reliant on each other. Um, like, each of them has like uh, big stories that can, you can have based around any one of these uh, superheroes. They've all got. There's so much you can do with it that uh, trying to make sure that everything fits with. over it's not necessary they don't have to do the same thing as um as marvel does like they can just do their own thing dc can just do what they've always done dc has made good superhero movies in the past the original like original batman and batman returns and superman one and superman two like doing good standalone movies and maybe for occasionally you can throw in the odd Easter egg to reference that, the, you know, that maybe the other heroes exist in the same universe. Um, but you, it, you don't need to be forcing everything into uh, like a shared universe uh, storyline. No, but at the same time, I mean, as, as bad a comparison as it always is, we would say, oh, you're comparing DC and Marvel. Well, yeah, we are. But um, the, the way Marvel have got, Universe, it's worked fantastically well, and you've got to a point where um, I think um, Civil War was probably the turning point in that franchise, where you could you could have all these characters existing in the same universe, and people weren't asking where are they because they're there doing the things they do in this universe. It's um, I think what I think what I'd like to see more than anything else is a is a <laughs> going to get some flack for this a proper Justice League movie because I want to see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Flash team up on the same team. But, you know, in a, in a good way. <laughs> just... Yeah, well, um, 
I did like the Justice League movie. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a it was a good movie. You know, if you can overlook um, Superman's mouth, um, <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, it oh was dear, yeah. So, um, I, I I'll give give credit where. It... Hello, hello. So slight technical glitch there. Um, we'll continue with the recording as it is, but. Uh, for any of our listeners, like we're the service we're using for our recording of the uh, the podcast is just it keeps cutting out on our uh, recording for some reason. Um, anyway, you were just telling me about how amazing a movie Justice League is and how much you love it. Um, you know, that's um, right. It's the best film I've ever seen in my life. It should be number <laughs> one, and it should definitely win all the Oscars this year, just like Black Panther is going to. <laughs> But uh, enough sarcasm aside, and we're not unless you want to, to discuss Black Panther. I think we're getting a bit off topic on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting a bit off topic there. Um... No, going back to the original thing about um, yeah, sort of recasting the, the the Justice League, as it were. So, if if Ben Affleck really is out as Batman, at least in the short term for the solo movie that's coming out in a couple of years' time, who would you see being playing a young Bruce Wayne? Who who would you be? Or your, I know there's, there's been quite a bit of people sticking their necks out on social media sort of saying, oh, look at me, I could be cast as him. Um, sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know. Who I would want to see as Batman. There's been people that I've seen, like, uh, suggestions have been posted online. Of kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, I can see that from this picture that this person could, you know, look like Batman. But, um, you know, it all comes down to how they act in it. But, I also, and this is probably an unpopular um, uh, thing to say, but I don't think we need another Batman movie. Um, not at the That's moment. The I mean, the, the initial Batman solo project that was going out was going to have Batman versus Deathstroke, and I was all for that because that's two of my favourite comic book characters going head to head, and I've always wanted to see that. But since that's been changed and moved and the script isn't the same anymore, like you say, DC seems to be hinging all of its stuff on Batman and Superman because they're its two biggest franchises. Do we do we really need another Batman project at this soon? Well, no. That's that's the thing. Like, um, there there are so many other characters. Like, I would much rather, um, you know, find out that you know they're focusing on on some other cool product, cool character. There are so many great characters that they could be focusing on and um, pushing into the limelight. Like it'd be nice to see the Booster Gold movie actually get made um, if that was to get done. Well, can you imagine that? That would be an interesting character to bring to the big screen. <laughs> I actually think he'd be a really good one. Like, um, I think Booster Gold's perfect for um, a perfect story. His origin story is it would work perfectly for um, movies similar to um, similar to Shazam being the perfect um, character for being movies because Shazam, it's a kid. Um, gets to turn into a full-grown adult that's great kids love superheroes they're the ones that are buying toys and lunch boxes and stuff that's who the movie studios want to be marketing to having your movie based on the character on uh, a character that's a kid that turns a superhero perfect um boost the gold he's the uh the underdog he's the he's kind of a nobody kind of loser from the future who ends up coming back in time with this future knowledge so that he can be and future tech so that he can be a um a superhero in the present. Oh, but then, would, would you then play him in in the film in his initial incarnation, where he's come back with the tech and the knowledge, literally to make money because yes. he's a scam artist? 
yes. or then and then develop into the hero as a result of interacting with other characters in the universe. You know, yeah, get that. Through. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it would be. Like that would be how I would do it. So he's this scam artist, and he comes back and he gets all his sponsorships and stuff. Um, <clears throat> like I think that would be great, and that's a good way to have some kind of crossover with some of the other characters. Like other characters can make cameos in it. Not unlike how like Batman makes a little cameo in uh, Suicide Squad. You could have bits like that with Booster Gold <laughs> and where he gets little run-ins with different characters. That would be really fun. Um, you could then have him do the, the Death of Superman properly and have him be launched into orbit, which is something that was missing from the Death of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> I mean, you've got, he hangs out quite a bit with um, Blue Beetle, uh, Ted Cole in the comics. So you could have the, um, them introduce Ted because he's been referenced a lot of times in the uh, TV show Arrow. And we've yeah. never actually seen him. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think originally he was meant to be appearing in it, but then um, uh, I've forgotten the guy's name, but the guy that, that the executive producers, the, um, the Arrowverse, um, uh, yeah, I've completely forgotten the guy's name. He was then developing a um, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie, which was why then, although uh, Ted, you know, Cord Industries was mentioned on the TV show, they then stopped short of introducing the actual character because they wanted to f- keep him free for the movies. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but now I th- I don't know what the what's happening currently uh, with regards to that to that movie. But but anyway, coming back, there are st- Booster Gold is just one um, character. There's so many different characters um, oh, yeah, that could I'm, be I'm, great I'm re- standalone movies. Batman. We don't need another really Batman. Yeah, no, I'm really, really hopeful that Shazam is a success. And can prove to DC because I mean I know we've had this discussion before as well. The whole dark, grim, and gritty tone that DC seem to be going for it just isn't working with the slate of characters they've got and the way that they're addressing it. So I'm hoping that Shazam is going to bring a bit more lightheartedness back into the thing, into yeah. the fold. I mean, it's and, um, just like yeah. just like the original, like um, just like Tim Burton's Batman was very different um, to uh, Superman the movie in its tone. There's no reason why all of these superhero movies have to have the same tone. Um, you know, they can have different tones. It's fine. Um, and, uh, we can have some fun with it. I think Zack Snyder's, uh, darker, uh, trilogy of, um, of movies were cool. I really like Zack Snyder's work. I really love those movies, but just because he took that approach to, um, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman and Justice League doesn't mean every other superhero movie has to have that. Just like Wonder Woman doesn't. You know, um, yeah. Wonder Woman has a different tone, but still fits in. Um, but yeah, so so we'll see. You know, um, all right, Ben Affleck's not playing Batman anymore. Well, we'll see. I see while we've been talking, I've just been looking online, and I cannot find anything that says he's. Uh, everyone's reporting, you know, oh, he's who's going to replace him? Who's going to replace him? That's the big news story at the moment. I can't find anything that says he's out permanently. Just that he's not playing Batman in this home project that's coming up. So there's a, it's potential because this is being set before Batman is we've seen it. It's before um, any of the films in the DC extended universe at the time. So it, it could just be a flashback with a younger actor playing Batman and that we get back to, to Ben Affleck later on down the line. But uh, yeah, well, was... but I think until we get, I'd like to see, I, I think come back as Batman personally. 
think until we hear it from Ben Affleck's mouth himself saying, I'm not coming back as Superman, uh, as Batman, sorry, I'm, I'm out, then I think we just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Same with um, Henry Cavill. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's not coming back as Superman. And every time you say that, that comes up, Henry posts a very cryptic Instagram message with him either standing next to a costume or wearing a T-shirt. And it's just like, well, clearly he still is. <laughs> it's just, they're just obviously working his contract around the Witcher TV series that they've, um, they've, they've hired him to play on Netflix. So, Yeah. So, so we'll see. So um, I think we should probably wrap this up now. And I think we have any other real stories to continue on at the moment. Um, unless there's anything well, else. Just sort of watch this space with DC, really, because I think the, the tell is going to be um, with the publishing division, how the comics are announced over the next couple of months and weeks, I think. Um, if we start hearing rumours of a new event coming up uh, of, on the scale of New 52, it'll be an indication of what they're, they're aiming for, I think. Yeah. So uh, on, along those lines, like don't forget wherever you've uh, wherever you listen to this podcast right now, click that subscribe button, and uh, you know just make sure you catch when we get our other episodes out. We've now sorted out our thanks to Rob here has sorted out our <laughs> iTunes syndication. So dark, dark black magic to get that working again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so any of you listening on iTunes that uh, have been wondering, hey, where have these episodes been for a while? You'll look right now and see, oh, there's a whole bunch of episodes because. They were publishing to other places, but for some reason, our iTunes feed wasn't working. But yeah, thanks, Rob, for sorting it out. <clears throat> so, all right. So uh, find us on social media. Look for Legends of Podcasting everywhere. Like, subscribe. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think of what's going on with DC Comics at the moment, both in the publishing world as well as the movie world. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, that's bye from me. And bye from me. All right. Bye.